OT After Dark is a podcast run by two occupational therapists and is for adults only. We believe that sex and sexual pleasure are a human right for consenting adults, regardless of ability, age, gender, or sexual orientation. We discuss topics that cover a wide variety of intimacy and sexual practices. To be true to our strong views regarding inclusivity, we use common and slang terms regarding sexual topics, which may be considered explicit. Listener discretion is advised. We have exciting news to share. We recently partnered with DirectRec, a free app for OT practitioners, PT practitioners, and speech-language pathologists. DirectRec helps clinicians to find peer-vetted products, and we recently have added our own recommendations of products on DirectRec for sexual health and wellness. We helped DirectRec get a little extra sexy. DirectRec helps clinicians share products and other digital info, like YouTube videos and Google Docs, with their clients. DirectRec helps you to track clients' follow-through on your product recommendations. So to start using DirectRec, click on the link on our website at otafterdark.com or in our social media bios. Hello, welcome to OT After Dark. I'm Kay. And I'm JJ. And we're both occupational therapists. And we're here talking to you about sex. Today we're talking about sex toys, accessibility of sex toys, masturbation. It's a great topic. My personal favorite topic. <laughs> Love sex toys and masturbation. Which is why JJ's going to start with the history of vibrators. So, quite interesting little history and how we got to these the wonderful world of vibrators and sex toys. So, back in the early 19th century, um, it was believed that women did not experience sexual desire or pleasure. And as I like to quote this article um, here, that they, um, it was believed that women, quote, were simply fleshy receptacles for male lust and that intercourse culminating in male ejaculation fulfilled women's erotic needs. I have nothing. I have no comment on that. <laughs> so, as a result of this idea that women were just there for, you know, receptacles for ejaculation, um, women started to complain to their doctors of anxiety, sleeplessness, irritability, nervousness, erotic fantasies, feelings of heaviness in the lower abdomen, and wetness between the legs. What on earth? Could that be? Right? I mean, obviously, not sexual in any way, shape, or form. No, nothing to do with sexual no. frustration. You know what they called it back then? What did they call it? They called it hysteria. Oh, Greek word for uterus, we yes. hear. Right? Right? So, and do you know what the treatment for hysteria was? What was the treatment, JJ? So, um, you'd either have a physician or a midwife or a nurse finger fuck you. Goodness. Yes, to relieve all of that uh, that frustration what do you that think you the had. CPT code for that is? I know, right? What do you bill right. for that? <laughs> <laughs> so, and eventually, you know, these physicians, these male physicians, mind you, got sick of, although I don't really understand why, finger-fucking all of their patients. <laughs> well. <laughs> you know. So, thus, the vibrator, the vibrator. was born. <laughs> the birth of vibrators and sex toys. 
Um, so we wish we could give you a lot of research. Um, we found basically, we thought we found two research articles and then halfway through we realized they were the same research, um, just slightly expanded upon two years apart. Um, but we will talk about what we found in, in that research when it comes to masturbation and sex toys, specifically in people with physical disabilities. And even before we kind of get into this this idea of masturbation and, and with physical disabilities, just masturbation in general, because I think there's some interesting topics that, that come out of a lot of this research that we need to think about, um, especially when we start to think about um, different bodies. So we pretty, I mean, approximately 30% of women um, can have vaginal orgasms. 30%. So that means... Let's do the math. 100 minus 30. Tricky. Is that 70? 70% of women do not have orgasms by putting a penis in your vagina or something inserted into the vagina. I'm hoping that this isn't news for people listening. I feel like this isn't news anymore. Maybe right. it is, though. But, yeah. If you didn't know that. There are fewer nerve endings <laughs> in the vaginal canal than are in the clit. That big old bundle of nerves, the clit. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's a wonderful bundle of nerves, isn't it? <laughs> so, you know, when we're thinking about these sex toys and and the availability of these sex toys, I mean, when we're walking through sex toy shops, what kinds of toys are we seeing, Kay? Toys for women, toys for women, toys for women, toys for women, and then a little tiny section off to the side, though I feel like that section is getting bigger, toys yeah. for men, but mostly vibration for women. Yes, yes. And we can see that this is due to the fact um, that, you know, especially with like healthcare professionals, they're looking at the sexual dysfunction with women um, and also the rise of sex toy parties mm -hmm. that you can get a bunch of girlfriends together and sit in your house and we can all look at these pretty beautiful little toys that vibrate and all get us off. The stigma is, I think, hopefully changing of women and, and um, masturbation. Yeah. And it's not necessarily just, you know, sex toys aren't just used for masturbation anymore. You know, couples use them together. Um, part of that shared intimacy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just for people that are, you know, sad and lonely. It certainly is not. No, no. Um, some of the research we found found that, like two major benefits, and this is specific research for people with disabilities, but I, I would imagine this is going to apply to everyone. Mm -hmm. um, reducing stress and fulfilling physical needs, specifically relieving sexual tension. Yes, and actually, so specific to women um, in terms of the benefits of masturbation and the use of sex toys, um, this can increase desire, sexual awakening, lubrication, give you more orgasms. I mean, who doesn't want more orgasms? Give me all the orgasms. Right? You get an orgasm. You get an orgasm. <laughs> Everybody gets an orgasm. <laughs> Also, having multiple orgasms, more intense and rapid. Um, but also, women that use vibrators have better sexual, have better mental health. Yes. And also, um, those that frequently use vibrators, this is according to a research study. Again, we will have everything posted on our website, all of these links to these articles, um, that they're able to, to identify anomalies faster, um, such as breast cancer or vulva oh. cancer. That's really interesting. So really being in tune with your body helps you to with that early identification. Which is one of the things that um, actually ties it in with people with disabilities. So get this. 
crazy thought, people with disabilities want to masturbate. What? <laughs> I know. Wild. Um, one of the research articles we were reading was actually talking about how um, the women in the study who had um, disabilities like cerebral palsy, congenital malformations, um, polio, CVA, uh, most of them were not able to name their precise body parts during masturbation. So as, as adolescents growing up, they just weren't told what was what, what was going on. Um, whereas the men in the study, um, no issues. The one quote was when you're 14, you know about masturbation. It's natural. It started to grow, to expand. You understand the biological phenomenon of men, so I just started masturbating. At that time, I used my foreskin to rub back and forth, and when I finished, I always ejaculated. So for men, it was just a straightforward, there it was, hard to miss. Right. I mean, I feel like it's more obvious. Like, you stroke it, you ejaculate, there you go. We're like with, you know, it sometimes isn't that straight, straightforward. Not as straightforward for women. And then when you add physical disability... Um, then you get other issues. So some of the issues that came up in the study, um, and the study, let me give you the title, Masturbation Practices of Men and Women with Upper Limb Motor Disabilities um, is the, one of the studies that we found. And some of the body function issues in terms of specifically being able to use sex toys was that the toys weren't adapted to their specific motor skills. The toys were incompatible with their body. The buttons were too hard to press. The instruction um, instructions were too complicated. Other things like not being able to physically clean the products. Oh, man. Yeah, you yeah. got to have clean Set up and clean up. That counts. Yeah, absolutely. Counts in occupation. Um, difficulty purchasing products. Um, I mean, imagine like living in a group home and getting a package. Getting a package. And, like, versus, like, just being able to, like, go to your local store and discreetly buy whatever it, and it actually, is that suits your fancy. And actually look at it and, and see it and see if it's going to be accessible. Right. Um, because as I mean, we... Yeah, the go. cost of these oh. sex toys can be astronomical, especially because now, as it's becoming more acceptable, it's like, okay, let's make it fancy and pretty and add all these bells and whistles on, which is, which is you know driving up the price mm -hmm. but not necessarily you know not necessarily looking at the functionality not of looking it. at the function which we're going to start to look at um one of the i have to read this in terms of the, being able to find a functional sex toy one of the women in this study describes the first time she masturbated um, and i'm going to read exactly the, the quote from this the first time i masturbated was at the age of 32 or 33 because i was never able to do it before I did what I could. I stuck a meat fork into a big carrot. I wondered what I was going to do, and then I thought, that's it. I put plastic wrap on the carrot. I tried it, and it worked. I had to organize things. I had no other choice. And I think that kind of comes down to, like, we need to be educating people on how to... They want to do this. They clearly want to do this. We want to make sure that they're doing it safe and not wrapping a carrot in saran wrap. Yeah. Which is why I think if we tie this back to occupational therapy, we need to get into that. And we haven't really talked about the Plissett model, um, but I'm guessing most people out there are familiar with the Plissett model. But it starts with permission um, and then giving that limited information. But we need to, at a minimum, be, give, be giving people permission to talk about these things with us. So even yes. if they do need to be referred somewhere else, if it's if it's not our domain, that's there's certain parts of it, that's fine. But 
we need to be able to give them permission to talk about it because um, I, I feel comfortable that most occupational therapy practitioners can come up with something better than a fork stuck in a carrot wrapped in saran wrap. I would hope so. <laughs> I Good God, I would hope so. Uh, and I know we've been talking a lot, too, about women and, and women, but, you know, there was a study done in 2016 um, that found that men who use sex toys on the prostate gland, um, they were able to have multiple orgasms without the need to have an erection or ejaculation. So when we're thinking about individuals with disabilities... You know, what could this then do for those men mm-hmm. to be able to still have an orgasm? You know, and, and are we still thinking about orgasm as ejaculation? Oh, well, that's, I feel like that's a whole other podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what is the orgasm? It counts as an <laughs> orgasm. Oh, wow. Um, so I think now we're going to start talking about. We did a little research. We went out into the oh, community. This is, this is the best field research um, I think that I've ever research. done. <laughs> and uh, we went to several sex toy stores just to see what was accessible. And we were, we were surprised what we found. So we decided we needed to do some research. We needed to get some hands-on research. And so we got in our cars and we headed out to the local sex toy shop. Uh, we're not. We went to three different stores. We won't name them because we don't. We don't. We don't have sponsors. I want to clarify. Sports Sheets isn't a sponsor. Um, they were just kind enough on the last episode to um, give us some time. Give us, give some, us some great information. Amazing information. Amazing time. Um, but we did go to three stores. We did. We did. Um, talk to some people at those stores some were more helpful than others and we'll, um, we'll talk about that now actually the two of the stores we went to which I personally think seem to be a little more geared towards women um, they were very helpful very knowledgeable very, knowledgeable. very open the, the first one I mentioned a little bit on the episode last week when we were talking to Tom from sports sheets she immediately when we told her what we we're doing she's like oh yeah there's there's these these two products that I think would be good with physical disabilities. Um, and she kind of walked us around the store and, and was, um, she was really interested in what we were talking about. And, and I think what was great about her too, was she was kind of interested in hearing our perspective on it and like, okay, you know, she, she knew of these two products, but we said, well, we also found, you know, the double edited uh, dildo that was uh, a vibrator that in my perspective I thought would be a great long-handed long-handled dildo right so we're like okay so that's what you could do so and she was like <laughs> right and she so we're going around the store and I'm explaining I'm like okay well we can use this for this and this for this and she's like oh this is great yeah. tell me more tell me more and the more she and then actually she, the more she listened to us the more then she kind of came up with her own little oh then this would work for that and maybe yep. this would work um this great little informal education session the other one like. we went to that was also very helpful she taught she told us that she had um uh, a customer who had diabetes that was had fan- this was amazing. She, yeah, what she kind of made the connection that flavored lube was making her sugar spike. So this this amazing customer service agent called around to different companies to find a, a lube um, that used stevia. So, so diabetic, so wouldn't affect <laughs> sugar. So you know, there there's all these different factors um and then the different types of condoms and and latex versus latex free and and things like that shoot they were very knowledgeable and i think even what did she mention cord search yeah i think so yeah with condoms yeah um 
and usage and, and even beyond just the flavored lubes and some other allergies and things that that might be in lubes that she's she's contacted several companies. So she is very knowledgeable about yes. ingredients within everything that was in that store. All possible like allergy issues. Yeah. Um, the third one we went to, I don't think she just really understood. No. When we brought it up, she pointed us towards prostate stimulator stimulators, right? I don't, yeah. I don't think she fully understand um, what we were talking about. Although I have to say it was a very different environment um, in that store than it was in the other two. It definitely we were at. seemed geared more towards men. Um, but also more, I, was, I think I was calling it extreme sex sports. <laughs> um, I think there was more novelty. Um, there were dildos there that I think would break a person. Though I'm sure people use them. So, um, But large. I'm talking like two foot long and like... Like probably a good solid like six inch yeah. diameter. Um, if not bigger. So it was just a different, it was just a different vibe. <laughs> Yes, than the other ones. But and again, and I think that kind of speaks to the comfort level that if you're an individual who has a disability and needs some sort of special equipment, you know, what type of store are you going to go to? Yeah. And the one store, she did say that she, well, actually there was two, I think, that they said that they've had people with disabilities come in. Yeah. Um, and they've kind of helped them a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And the one store, um, there's a urologist in the oh, area yeah. that is actually sending her patients to um, the sex toy shop. Penis pumps are cheaper to get, there. Yep. They're better quality and cheaper than the ones that you can get through insurance. So we're going to kind of go through, we're going to kind of describe some of um, the toys that we thought met some accessibility requirements. Yeah. Things that we, you know found in the stores and we're like this would be great for this like i said the double ended dildo would be a long handle dildo that was you know I, but that also vibrated so the first one um the peach vibrating egg so a bullet picture a bullet this is, this is from a bullet yeah this is from the brand vidu um v-e-d-o let your body vibe is their tagline here. But um, like Kay said, it's it's a bullet, but attached to the bullet is probably, I'd say, I think it was probably, what about it, like four inches probably. worth? It's like a little wristlet. A little, yeah, a little wristlet uh, bullet. So if you can get it around the wrist, you don't necessarily have to hold on to the bullet. You don't need a lot of finger strength and finger dexterity um, when it's vibrating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you can just kind of put it wherever is pleasurable for you or, or your partner. Whatever erogenous zone you want to hit up. Mm -hmm. What else do we have? Um, we also, well, there is our our dual massager. Which we're calling our long-handled dildo. Long-handed dildo, but it is the she-she. Um, dual massager. A note on what what we're referring to as long-handed dildos, but they're they're really double-ended. Um, not all of them would have worked great because some of them they weren't all rigid some, enough. Some of them were too flexible. Yeah, some of them were too flexible. Um, which again, if you're looking at it from the perspective of a of a double-ended dildo, yes, you want the flexibility yeah. piece. But some of them were more rigid that would then essentially turn into a two foot long dildo. Yeah vibrating dildo we would work well for some people yes with no adaptations needed that actually was the um the evolved novelties had a great one theirs was a little bit i feel more that rigid. was more rigid yeah yeah and you could get a little kind of a little better grip on yeah um also 
the beauty of remote controlled vibrators. There's a couple of remote control things we're going to talk about. Um, first, though, the vibrating panties. I know how you love the word panties, JJ. Oh, I hate <laughs> panties. It's underwear. Come on, it's underwear. Um, so oh. a, a remote control, a, a vibrator, a small kind of bullet within the underwear, um, but then a separate remote for that. So it could be... Um, Yourself? Yourself or your partner. Your partner. You could have a whole lot of fun. Yeah. You know, your partner's across the room <laughs> or other ends of the house or you're out in public and someone's controlling that. So that and work. you don't need any dexterity then no. at that point. No. You Do just you? need to lay back. You just need to get that vibe on the right spot. And, and then have some fun. Um, oh. Uh, the Okay, the Screaming O Charged. What was kind of interesting about this, and I don't think it was necessarily intended for this purpose. I think it was a charging station, if I, I remember. I think it is a charging station. But what it looks like is it looks like, so you take this bullet and you put it into this sleeve and there's a little mount on it. So really you could slip it between your fingers without having to hold on to it. Um, and then you can position yeah. the bullet to where you need it. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, it would work well for someone who didn't have quite the finger strength or the finger dexterity to, to hold on to that smaller vibe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, uh, and then there was also, do you want to talk about the Kegel Pleasure? Yeah, the Kegel Pleasure one. So the, here's the good thing about this Kegel Pleasure. It's the, the how do you think that is? Vivi? Vivi, yeah. Smartphone enabled. That's the part. The smartphone enabled. Um, so this one hooks right up to a smartphone and you can control it. So once it's inserted, it's controlled from the smartphone. So you don't need to have that um, reach down there for the whole time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, also there was the Gemini G Plus. Which we call long-handled bullets. Oh, essentially <laughs> it is a bullet with a curved handle that's probably, I'd say, what, about eight inches long? Yeah. Yeah, it is a long-handled bullet. This is what our friend who used the fork and the carrot really needed. Yeah. Yeah. Long-handled bullets and long-handed dildos. Yes. Yes. Um, there, speaking of um, things of that nature, there's also the Active Hands General Purpose Gripping Aid. Um, that really, I mean, it kind of helps you grip anything, but it can easily help you grip a dildo. But let's talk about other gripping things. Let's talk about bondage tape. Oh, uh, <laughs> I made the greatest discovery ever on Amazon for a grand total of $6. <laughs> Bondage tape. How would you describe bondage tape? So bondage tape, I almost feel like if you took like a vinyl trash bag and put it into a into strips, so it's it's very flexible. You can kind of pull it and stretch it a little bit, and it sticks to itself. However, there is no adhesive on it. So if you think about hairs on your arms or your legs or maybe in other places, mm -hmm. it's not going to pull and tear any of that. Um, so we've kind of, we've been kind of messing around with it. Good OTs that we are. That's yeah, a great fidget. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. Fidget. We've been playing with it for hours. Um, but in that we discovered it would work really well if you, for like a small vibrator, the small like bullets, the not the long handled ones. Um, you could actually use this bondage tape if you get the bullet in your palm. You don't need a lot of finger strength and dexterity to wrap this bondage tape around and it would mm -hmm. hold it right to your palm. And it, and it sticks right to it. So you've got the bullet in the middle of 
your hand with the bondage shape and now all you have to do is position your hand again wherever you feel pleasure and i know this is off the topic of sex toys but since we're on the bondage tape we did discover that a lot of the stuff that um tom stewart was talking about last week um with some of the positioning devices the bondage tape can be used to position um, it can it can help oh, lift a leg. Kay was sitting here. She wrapped it around her ankle. Then there was another long strip, and she's lifting her leg I, in the air. Um, it was fantastic. It would, work, it would work really well for for some of that positioning. Yeah, we had some other um, positioning devices. The the Liberator products. Um, so Liberator has has their the, the Liberator wedge. Um, they've got several actually different uh, devices. That Chase Lounge. Yes. That's pretty. Yes. <laughs> the ramp. The wedge ramp combo. So all that can help position a partner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now also, too, it's important to not just talk about what kind of adaptations do we need to make for women, Let's but for men as men. well. Because it's important. Um, so there is the... Where's the octopus? Oh, that's tell me about the octopus. One. The hot, the hot octopus. octopus. So and this is a male masturbator. So it looks like a little sleeve um, that just kind of goes around the penis that also vibrates um, to kind of help with that whole concept. Yeah. And then we found a, um, a couple, the one we'll talk about, hands-free masturbators for men. Oh, my God, um, yes. So there's one, we'll find the name for it. It's, it actually suctions. So you could suction it to table or whatever mm-hmm. it's flexible so you can get it positioned however you need and then there's different inserts i believe there is a vagina and a mouth insert so this is the zero tolerance perfect stroke mount i also enjoy that it's called the perfect stroke mount um but like Kay said here you can you can have different attachments depending on on what it is but again it could suction to a wall it could suction to the floor wherever you need it in whatever position you need it in um you can suction it to the area, yeah. so it makes it accessible and hands-free. Hands-free. Woo-woo. So let's, I think we have one left. I think it's our favorite one, the audiobook one. Oh, wait, before that, there's oh. a couple other ones. So, you know, there are some, and we talked about the Everlaster Stud in the last episode, mm-hmm. um, and there are some penis extenders um, in addition to kind of oh, yeah. help with some of, of um, erectile dysfunction and, and some of those things of that nature. But also kind of talking about this idea of shared intimacy. And I thought this was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, There was this palm-shaped massage glove, body glove massager. So essentially you put this glove on and on it there are several little balls um, and some little spiky things um, with the plastic. So you can then kind of massage your partner and rub it. But again, you don't have to have dexterity because it just slips on your hand. And so now you're just kind of moving it around um, and having that shared intimacy mm-hmm. and this this sense of erotic touch. Yeah. All um, sorts of great stuff. Oh, yeah. Audiobook time? Audiobook time? Oh, my God. This was my favorite. Okay, I know. It, it was fantastic. This is genius. This is from um, Vibes. And they have developed... Fantasy comes to life, it says on the website. Oh, so they have developed a remote control vibrator. 
which of course we love the remote control vibrator. But, this one. but let me tell you about this. The special thing about the Vibes is that it links to audiobooks. So it vibrates in sync with audiobooks. Mm -hmm. So as the audiobook is reading to you, the vibrations are going to change. They're going to get more intense. And it, it just becomes this engrossing experience. I feel like we should read straight from what it says. When the audiobook says, I'm touching you softly, Vibes vibrate slowly. When the audiobook says I'm touching you roughly, the vibrate the vibrator vibrates hard. And it's full of anticipations and surprises. So every audiobook's vibrations are different and you have to listen to find out. And apparently there's hundreds of audiobooks that will link to this product yes which i think is genius that's genius because i mean <laughs> come on think of how much about about orgasms and eroticism is is about fantasy mm -hmm. in the mind and it's not just about that physical piece but about that mental piece yeah so i am in love with this product and i kind of want to do a little field research and a test <laughs> and, on it and myself. this one somebody else can control too right it's not just with the audiobooks yes yes so um you can you have full control. So via uh, a smartphone app, yeah, you you can control what's happening um, with this as well. It's wearable, hands free, fantastic, hands free. Woo woo! <laughs> All right, so um, it's interesting during this podcasting. Oh, oh wait, wait, hold on, one. hold on. Oh, As we're looking at this, because it's fantastic. Because distance doesn't matter. So if you're in a long distance relationship with someone, they could be across the country, and you can still connect. And still get off together. <laughs> Which is amazing. So, oh. so there you are. Um, I was going to say, it's interesting doing this. I hope we did our best job um, describing. It's fun to describe them without the people seeing the pictures. Right, right. Or being able to experience this, this awesome bondage tape that is currently wrapped around my hand right now and has been the entire time. It's a good fidget toy. <laughs> um, so we will, we'll put links to these. Um, on our website so you can kind of see what we're talking about. But I think what we really want to get at is there's a lot of stuff out there not specifically designed for people with disabilities, but certainly with the right frame of mind, with that OT state of mind. That, um, that can be accessible. And, yeah, understanding and activity analysis and, and possible problems. There's a lot of stuff out there that, that you can find. Use your creativity, OTs. It's, your creativity doesn't stop in the clinic. Take it to the sex toy shop. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. A few final thoughts before we go. We've been getting a few requests to share research that's been going on, OT students looking at um, sexuality and intimacy issues. Um, so we'll share those on our website. They're, they're usually looking for practitioners to fill out surveys and we'll share on social media as appropriate. Um, also, we had the absolute pleasure of talking with Brock Cook from um, the Occupied podcast. And so we um, were on episode 29 of his podcast, OT After Dark, Sex is an ADL. So you can check that out. There's a link um, on our website, which is otafterdark.com, as well as you can find the podcast at otpodcast.com under Occupied, as well as Brock Cook, B-R-O-C-K, C O O K dot com. And next time on OT After Dark, we're going to start to address developmental disabilities um, and sexuality and intimacy and relationships. Until then, don't forget sex is an EDL.